money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. All right, because this is the show where we talk about the hard issues around money. So it's not just the money show, but we are all alone in the studio today. And so a little bit of house cleaning, and then I want to get in because I am excited. This is a practical show. And, and, you know, if you've been listening, you know that I get excited about the practical stuff. And, uh, Reb, you get excited about the practical I do too. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. I do, but I like the heart stuff. I like the Jesus stuff. Me too. Talk, I mean, I know. think it's, yeah. Anyways, let's start. Let, let's okay. go. The show yes. is being sponsored by More Than Enough. We are we are just grateful that we can actually be here on this show and just allow what God has shown us to reflect in in the, the show and in what we do in the office. If you have money questions, uh, give us a call. If we can't answer those questions, we certainly can direct you and connect you with someone who ha- who can. So morethanenough.ca, chri.ca are the places where you can find the podcast. If you want to reach out to us specifically, morethanenough.ca, of course, is the place to do that. And you can find all of our contact details there. Now. Now on to the show. On to the show. Okay, so today we're going to talk about something that's dear to our heart because we talk about it in the financial fitness seminar. No, we talk about it because it is such a key (sighs) component to having a... A financially free life. A financially free life. Yes, it is true. But we talk about, if you've been to our financial fitness seminar, which is the fourth Tuesday of every month, Mm -hmm. and if you want to go, it's free. It's a two-hour practical... Uh, sesh, sesh, uh, seminar and we're there or Bruce our colleague is there and and it's just it's a, like a shot in the arm if it you is. just need a financial shot in the arm to go you know there's whether it's a question or whether it's just some encouragement or whatever it is it is like a shot in the arm to well get and going. a few months ago we had our friend Melissa on who mm-hmm. talked about she came to the financial fitness seminar two or three times and that was the beginning of something really great mm-hmm. of how she um got on track financially so you don't have to come to our office for coaching you can just start with that financial fitness seminar so i'm plugging that but um i did pick scripture verses that had something to do with money and possessions so you'll be very happy and proud of me for those of you who haven't uh, heard us before he does bug me a little bit that i'm always picking verses that have nothing to do with money my only comment is there's 2350 verses in scripture that talk about money and you seem to miss some of I them did. Well, yeah, you can pick your yeah, own okay. then. Good. Go ahead. Anyway, anyway, um, I don't hear listeners complaining too often. So if you could, if you want to hear more scripture about we money. We have to do a poll. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no let's not, not go there. Okay. okay. So it's, I have actually been listening to the Sermon on the Mount on, um, on the U version, mm-hmm. um, and I play it. And I've been listening to Matthew 5, 6, and 7 over and over again. And if you guys want to get the word of God um, and that word that God has to us direct from Jesus um, as he spoke it on the mount, uh, 
Mm-hmm. Um, listening to it over and over again is quite powerful, actually. Different things jump out to you every day. Um, but a few months ago, I was asked to speak at um, a conference, a women's conference, and the phrase the Lord had me starting with was, seek first his kingdom. Well, Lots of us know that scripture since we're little, mm-hmm. and we think we know what it means. You know, that's the campfire song, right? Seek ye first. Yeah, yes, seek ye first the kingdom. Yeah, it's good. Um, but what does it mean for you, and what does it mean for me? What does it mean to seek first his kingdom? Anyway, um, if you wanted to know what I said too late because I said it a couple months ago to these ladies, but um, but it got me listening to these scriptures over and over and over again. And I think because I want to have that word hidden in my heart so that I'm focused on laying for myself treasure in heaven and not on the earth. So this is what it says. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Then verse 24 of chapter 6 says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore don't worry saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And then at the end of chapter 7, when you listen to these like the the Sermon on the Mount together. He says, if you do these things, if you do what I command, you will be like the wise man who built his house on the rock. And when the storms came and the adversity comes, it stands. If you don't do them, if if we're not listening, if we don't heed these words and build our life on them, we're going to be like um, building a sandcastle. Mm -hmm. And when the waters come, it just washes away. I'm paraphrasing, of course, so you can go read it for yourself in Matthew 7. But I think what struck me again when I, as I've been listening to these words over and over again is um, Jesus didn't say them just, you know, as a, an option. This is an option for how you should live. He's telling us, don't worry. Mm-hmm. And 
And the things we're going to talk about today that are practical are, I think, tools that help us not to worry as we establish some good financial habits. But he's asking us to trust him. He's not even asking us to trust in our own ability to do our finances well. Because I think we can get to that point too. We, we've met people who have been in trouble. We've met people who are not in trouble financially. But there's some issues around people who are solid in their finances where, where sometimes we ask them, well, who are you trusting? Do you trust your own ability? Do you trust your bank account that has a big number in it? Or do you still trust the Lord? So that when adversity comes, you're not going to be washed out like the sand on the seashore. And I don't know, I just, it's, it's just some thoughts that are percolating about it. When he says, don't worry, he, he means it. Mm-hmm. When he says. Well, and, and I think there, when we, when we talk about that, it's about where are we putting our trust? Right. Are we putting our trust in our bank account? And so when the bank account goes low, we start to worry. Are we putting our trust in our ability to generate income? Again, we can go back to Deuteronomy and, and we read that it is God that gives us the, the ability to even create wealth, right? So yes. the source is him. Uh, and I think Jesus is referencing that here. He's saying, listen, look at the birds. Look at It is God that, that gives you the ability to, to do these things. Ultimately, Jesus is saying, who are you going to trust? Ultimately, he's saying, trust Put your trust in God because you put your trust in money, in possessions, in my bank account. That's like building on the sand because that stuff does get blown away. That stuff does. Uh, and we can. I we mean, can cite we can cite stories to you about people who weren't expecting. Yeah. Whether it's the, yeah. 2008 and we had thousands of people who who lost fortunes. And whether it's it's last week and, and you know, in a sense of somebody saying, um, man, I this happened. I never expected it, and guess what? Now here's where I am. Um, again, Jesus is saying, "Put your trust in me." Through all of that, and when you do, it is like building on the rock. And and that's, I mean, boys, oh boys, what what a foundation we can have. What a security we can have. Uh, I, I often read those verses about the sparrows, and I think, you know, I don't really understand that. Like, really, <laughs> no, like I, Jesus is using that example, and we can see that. But, like, how does a sparrow spend its day? I mean, I haven't stopped long enough to watch a sparrow for a day to see what a sparrow does for a day. You know what I mean? Like, my life is just 100 miles an hour. Let's go, right? So be interesting to, to see. They how. fly. They eat worms. They take care of their they young sing. and build nests, yeah. and they sing really early. Yeah, really early. This morning it was really early. They avoid angry guys who are yelling out the window. Uh, little confession there from Dave. Uh, yeah, no, so. we weren't angry. You actually said it sounds beautiful at ten to five. Yes, it was beautiful. Anyway, okay, now onto the practical stuff. So. I mean, we could spend the whole time talking about these verses, but um, we want to talk about an emergency cushion and what is an emergency cushion and why is it important? And then we also want to talk about how we can, how we would use an emergency cushion. What is an emergency? So maybe we'll start at the beginning. So Mm -hmm. um, do you, do you want to talk about what an emergency cushion is? I mean, the, the, again, in our current, this wraps up, and there, it really is step number one in financial 
freedom, if you will, to say, listen, you know, Reb, you just read the verses that say, put your trust in God and, and allow God to show you where his provision is, much like the sparrows. Um, and then, you know, in other verses, God talks about, and, and let's not consume everything in one shot. Like, let's not, let's recognize that in our current culture, in our current age, where everything is about consume, consume, consume. Um, we could cite statistics and we can go to the, the lack of savings that Canadian families are doing right now. And I won't do that right now because we want to focus in on just this simple step. Mm-hmm. And that is, is we need to design and have an eye on our finances that there is some margin and that margin ends up being going into an emergency cushion. So some money left over at the end of every month, or maybe I should say some money intentionally set aside at the beginning of every month, because that's the only way it's going to happen. This is when we intentionally direct some money to say, no matter how good I am at planning my expenses, no matter how good I am at at seeing what's coming down the road, and we've done other shows that talk about that part of it, I can't plan everything. And sometimes um, we just have to follow those props to know that, that God is, you know, part of that principle is that we don't spend everything that we have and that we set some aside and we store it up for a purpose. And it's really, this is really key on this emergency cushion piece that we recognize that you're storing up not for just the sake of storing up, not to just be a saver, not just, just in a sense say, oh good, look at, look at all the money that I've saved up, but that this particular fund has a name and it's called the emergency fund and it's because we often don't know what's coming down the pipe. And I was thinking about our own personal story. And, you know, there was a, a, a time just before we launched out on the More Than Enough journey. And there was a, a chunk of money that came to us from, it was essentially unexpected. Mm-hmm. It was, and, and we were like, oh, good. And I, I remember you and I having the conversation and me going, great, we can get that pool in the backyard that, that we've been talking about for the, for the kids. And we can, what can we do with this cash that we have uh, uh, that was unexpected income? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, in the wisdom of my wife, and I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for listening to the wisdom <laughs> of my wife. <laughs> Guys, if your wife speaks some wisdom, take note, listen to it. <laughs> right? uh, and, uh, I, I, can, I can, like I said, I'll pat myself on the back to say, yes, I listened to you. And we went, you know what? Let's park that money. Let's stick it aside. Um, we don't know what's coming down the pipe and let's pray about it. And let's just, and after spending a little bit of time praying about it, what did we decide? We, we ended up putting it in savings yeah. and uh, because what was coming down the pipe was you, we were, we didn't, le- know. We didn't know and we were leaving uh, a business without an income and we didn't know what was going to happen next and we lived off that money Uh, and to give god all the credit he's the one who said don't do don't spend it so um when we talk about the emergency cushion we are intentionally putting money aside um why for those emergencies that we can't see And, and this is the example where we set that money aside and we 
we knew it was to go to something. We just weren't sure what it was quite yet. Yes. And so God said, put a hold on that. And, and again, this idea of the emergency cushion is this, this is an ongoing fund where if you have debt, we want to put a little bit of money in there because we want you to pay off the debt. We don't want to have $10,000 sitting in, an, in, in some savings account making 0.1% interest. Of course, unless God says different, but that's... That's typically not practical on the practical side. So so if you're a family that has uh, consumer debt, you have some visa, you have some credit line debt, you've got a mortgage, which is the typical yep. Canadian family, about 250 grand. Typically, we are all in give or take. Um, and you are paying the minimum payments right now and you're robbing Peter to pay Paul and all of that stuff. Paycheck to paycheck. Paycheck to paycheck. We are telling you that a great thing to do would be to have an emergency fund Mm -hmm. somewhere. So uh, a Royal Bank or whatever your bank lender, your banking institution is, have an account and you put that money in there. About a thousand to two thousand dollars that you save up to get into that account so that if you have an emergency, like we do on the back roads sometimes Mm -hmm. of our, we go through tires quite a bit on the back roads of rural Ontario. And we don't always, now we should probably start planning for those tires, but needless to say, (laughs) needless to say, sometimes it's an emergency. Sometimes you have a family member who passes away and you need to fly out somewhere or somebody is sick. Um, I mean, whatever your emergency is, there's a leak in... We'll talk about a, those those in a minute in the okay. sense of what constitutes right. an emergency. But, but I just want to give an overview because yeah. we are not we haven't specifically said. So you have this $1,000 to $2,000 in an account in case of those emergencies that you draw on that instead of going to a credit card or your credit line. And that's the key. You know, we were getting there in, mm-hmm. in anticipation. But the, the, the reality is, is why would I put money in savings when I have consumer debt? Why not just... Just attack the consumer debt. And why not? Well, the reason is, is because you're going to have an emergency. It's one of those things that is, in a sense, just inevitable. No matter how good you are at planning, there are things that happen that are beyond your control that, that have to be cared for, that have to be paid for, that have to be taken care of. And so that's what the emergency cushion is for, is to say, listen, I know that if I don't have it in place then I have to go back to credit to pay for that. And what, you know, that's just hugely discouraging because Mm -hmm. I'm paying down my credit card, I'm attacking, I'm going at it, I've been doing it for three or four or five months, and then all of a sudden, whack, I get slapped with an emergency. And I'm going, okay, now what do I do? Well, I have to go back to credit because I have nowhere else to go. And it's actually quite a freeing thing. You know, in our journey of finances over the last 12 years, um, when we you start coaching and we had started with our emergency cushion, it really just is an amazing thing. And you go, okay. And you don't. The emergency now is no longer a financial emergency. Right. It's a, oh man, I got to go into the emergency cushion. That means I got to slow down my debt payoff for a month or two while I top that up again. And the reality is, is it totally changes how you what happens because now you're not scrambling and you're again you're the discouragement about having to put 
money back onto your credit, your credit card is enough to make you just give up and go, oh, I'm going shopping. Yeah, it because emotion money is an emotional thing. So this emergency cushion is there to help you emotionally with the worry that God talks about um, and it has a specific purpose. And how do you do that? Well, at the beginning, if you're thinking, well, I don't have any extra money to put in an emergency cushion. That okay, is, how do we fill it up? Yeah, right? how, how do we, do we, how do we start one, that? Right? So and, and there's all kinds of ways. This is where getting a little bit creative and sometimes just having a discussion with people around you to say, you know, I got to I got to generate two thousand dollars in the next three months. How can we do that legally? How can we do that? Right. <laughs> so, you know, is it I'm going to work a couple extra shifts for the next couple months? OK, family, you know, I know there's a sacrifice, but it's only for a, a few months. It's only for and you're keeping paying the minimum payments on your credit cards while you do this. And there's right? a motivator, right? Because right. we're, we're in a sense pausing our debt pay. Right. You're not, not paying any extra. We want to stay current. We don't want to increase our debt anymore. We're learning to live on what we have. All of that is going on at the same time, but somehow we need to create an emergency cushion. Sometimes you can do it from cash flow, but often it's finding another source. Is there something you can sell for a couple hundred bucks? Maybe you need to get your tax return and just put it if yes. you get a tax return, get a put, tax return, put it right in the that emergency cushion, and there you have it. If you get that kind of fun refund yeah. back, and and uh, again, sometimes there's a uh, even a a um, you know some stuff. You know, doing. I was thinking doing a, a garage sale or a yard sale or, or something that generates a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, take a Saturday and and this is what we're going to do. We're going to purge. We're going to make a couple hundred bucks. That goes specifically into the emergency cushion. Right. Um, and and it it, 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 it takes this, yeah. it takes creativity. It takes a little bit of ingenuity. Um, I'm there. Actually, one of the things, and, and we hear these stories all the time in the office of people saying, you know, I started sharing that I, I need to just generate some income for this, that, you know, again, getting the kids involved. If you have kids, they generate, they go out and mow an extra lawn or they do something like that. And, and all of a sudden the kids are contributing. Again, really short term, less than three months, get this thing filled up in three months and and really go at it hard. This is the focus that we need to do is we're going to learn, you know, while we're building our emergency cushion, we're not incurring any other debt. We're not doing it. And and uh, and I would encourage you, so he, he didn't finish the story. So when people share that out loud with their neighbors or their family, sometimes people get money specifically to put towards that emergency cushion because people want to be engaged in your sure. journey. And that's pretty awesome. The other thing I would encourage you to do is actually, as you do this, if it's a new thing for you, talk to the Lord about it. I know you might think, well, maybe he's got too many things to worry about, not your little emergency cushion. But I believe that the Lord will meet you in your effort. Mm -hmm. As you, uh, we don't work to earn our salvation but or to earn grace, but there is some effort we put in into our life and following him. And I think it br brings him great pleasure to see these efforts and think, okay, we're committed to this as a family or as an individual or a couple. We want to get this emergency Christian in place because we don't want to go in debt yep. um, anymore. The the other, so and, you can talk to the Lord about it. maybe there's some cash flow changes that need to be made. Maybe we say, you know what, normally we have Friday night pizza 
person that's 40 nights of 40 bucks a friday night whatever okay kids for the next four weeks we're simply not going to have pizza night and we're going to do something different okay yeah. maybe there's some sacrifices there yes. right again the lord says look at the ant the ant stores up food when they can for the winter months this is what we're talking about yes. we're talking yeah. about the inevitable that there is going to be an emergency and 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 that means we need to store some some stuff up right. not that it's a total oh I'm, i get obsessed with it we just know that there that there is so so we're just talking this for a small emergency christian we're not talking about a huge thousands and thousands nope. it's a small to get you through from month to month so we have a few minutes left so what are some emergencies well we've already okay, touched well, on those. define some emergencies i mean cars are are one of those things where there is some things you can plan. The tires yeah. we just yeah. talked about. You can plan that if you, your mechanic says, hey, the tires that we just took off in the spring, they are now done. You need new winter tires ne- come next fall. Guess what? That's a heads up. That's a trigger for you to and say. And that is not, an, and we're not saying an not an emergency. You can plan You get in for the that. car in the morning, you turn the key and nothing happens. That's an, an emergency, emergency yeah. right? Yeah. You are driving down the road and you blow a tire. Well, that's why we call them spare tires, right? Yes, we, yeah. we have one in the trunk, we put it on, but we might not have the cash on hand to buy a tire once it blows. Okay, so that's you, an emergency. Everyone's getting the idea. Christmas, we always not tell people, emergency. not an emergency. It does come every year. Birthdays are not an emergency. So this emergency, Christian, is very specific, and you've got to be talking at home about what that is. Now, once you have an emergency, because I think we have to touch on this before, mm-hmm. once you have an emergency and you empty that emergency cushion savings account a little bit then you go back and you refill it you keep refilling that this is the ongoing uh, and it's a whole other show the idea that we are living on less than we make which means we have a little bit of margin to be able to, to top up and maintain the emergency cushion and that's again the emergency cushion there's nothing more frustrating than taking that three months and intensely getting it filled up and then two months later it drops down but we have no ability to to replenish it right. no ability to to build it back up um yeah so that again that's a whole different show about how we maintain that goes to our debt payoff and again mm-hmm. just living on less than we make even if it's two or three hundred bucks less than we make mm-hmm. that is enough to maintain an emergency cushion and pay down your Well, debt. that's what we do. Yeah, yeah. that's all, all it takes for us to do. So. so so, again, as we do it, there's really that's the automatic. initial building yeah. of the emergency cushion, and that's one to 2,000. When you have consumer debt, we're, we're not going to get to what it looks like after you have consumer debt. Again, that'll be up for another show. But recognize that the principle is still the same. There are things that go on in our lives that we just simply can't forecast. And going to credit has been what we've been taught. Hey, that's what a line mm-hmm. of credit for is for. That's what a, a, a credit card is for. And that's the wrong advice. Just It's the wrong advice. We want to get ahead of it and say, we have our own self-funded line of credit. We have our own mm-hmm. self-funded that actually makes me interest while I'm not using it. And actually reduces my my interest, so it makes me money. And then when I use it, it actually makes me less money, so I want to top it back up again. And that is the emergency cushion. So if you um, are interested in learning more about that, then come to our financial fitness seminar the fourth Tuesday of every month because we talk about it in way more detail. So. Mm-hmm. 
Father, thank you that you have created the ant to be wise and store up in the summer months for what's coming. And you ask us to be wise and to build on your teaching and your word. And that's what we want to do uh, with our emergency Christian, even putting that in place so we don't have to go to credit anymore. I pray that you would help us follow your beautiful biblical principles in Jesus name. Thanks, Reb. Thanks for sharing verses that actually talk about money. I just oh, really appreciate that as, a, as a, to... a parting comment. So today's think... show has been brought to you yeah. by More Than Enough. Just moving right along. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if you need to or want to hear more of our podcasts, morethanenough.ca, chri.ca, the podcasts are always there. And any of your podcasting platforms, Google Play, TuneIn, iTunes, um, Spotify, we, we're on. On all of those platforms. If we're not on your platform, please reach out to morethanenough.ca and uh, we'll get it done. Yeah, and if you want to tell Dave to be nicer to his wife on air, then yeah. You Join can. us next week when we talk money. <laughs> Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.